For most people, reading through the Old Testament is a difficult challenge, especially when it comes to the book of Leviticus, which is largely devoted to ceremonial laws and regulations. The text can seem at first pretty dry and relatively irrelevant to the greater picture of God's plan of salvation. It is at these times we must try to dig deeper, and when we do, some truly profound things are revealed. Today I have just such a treasure to share with you, and it's found in Leviticus 26, verse 13. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their slaves, and I have broken the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect. There is so much in this single verse that I honestly don't even know where to begin. Today, science tells you that evolution has made you and also made you walk erect through a series of haphazard and lucky sequential accidents, which are not only impossible, but have never been observed, ever. Yet the Bible reminds us that there is a personal creator and that we were created for the highest possible purpose, to be in a relationship with that creator. He is the one who gave us legs, opposable thumbs, an upright posture, and a mind to think and to speak. When the Israelites were enslaved to the Egyptians, they were huddled over in nonstop labor. Yet after the Exodus, they were free to walk as they pleased because God provided for their needs. But this level of understanding is just scratching the surface and taking the low-hanging fruit. The beauty of this verse goes so much deeper And here I have to take a detour into my own personal experience as a professional dancer, having studied movement for almost 20 years. Although I initially started dancing because of my pride, we know that God uses all things for the good. He taught me many valuable principles of the world that he created through the study of moving bodies. And one of those principles is Newton's first law of motion, that everything stays in motion unless acted upon by an external force. This may seem pretty elementary, but where it gets profound is in the spiritual dimension. Through my study of dance, I realized the same rules that God ordained for the moving bodies in our world also apply to our spiritual lives. In the past, I saw this as the need for new awareness in order for behavior to change. That is, without new awareness, we are bound to keep doing what we're doing according to habit and the momentum of life, our choices, our trauma, other people's influences, and a million other things. We are always on a path in life, and every decision inherently creates a new path or reinforces the current one. Nothing is stagnant. Everything is always moving. The question is not a matter of speed, but of direction. Today I still believe these things, but a new layer has been added since my relationship with Jesus. That awareness namely saving faith in Christ that sets us free, is not something we can produce or discover on our own. It must be given by God. And this is the gift spoken about in the famous verse on grace in Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9. It is God that gives us the gift of salvation. And that gift begins with a profound new awareness of who God is, who we are, what we have done, sin, and what we have received as forgiveness. When we see reality as it is truly, the only natural response is repentance, faith, and gratitude. The momentum of sin is a very real thing. We are born into a cursed world with a path already predetermined for us. 
By the time we're even just a few years old, the ego has developed with all of its inherited trauma from our parents. We form responses to things and reinforce those responses as we go through adulthood. We are rewarded for things like being funny, being clever, smart, hardworking or aggressive, mean, selfish, and even hard-skinned. Combine this with a world that is always changing and out of our control, what it boils down to is that we stand zero chance to come to the foot of the cross and break the momentum of thousands of years of influence and history all on our own. Put simply, we are slaves and we're born into slavery, doomed to die in it if no outside force intervenes. This is the spiritual Egypt we inherit through the fall, the kingdom of Satan that will be judged in the final hour and destroyed. It is pervasive at every level, and the worst part is that the shackles are invisible. The Israelites at least knew they were enslaved, yet in spiritual Egypt people have been groomed to believe that slavery is good. This is why the Bible says that the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Why? Because Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers with the temptations and lies of this world, so as to maintain what little grasp he can until the very end. But God's will stands and grace is irresistible. If God decides to free somebody, he is free indeed just as Jesus testifies in John 8:36. It is God's spirit and decision to awaken you to your shackles, an awareness that would be impossible to glean of yourself or from the world. This supernatural act leads you to realize your need to repent and have faith in him. With newfound awareness, you're liberated from the hold of the world and begin the journey of walking with Christ. A journey that will never end and will be filled with untold number of discoveries and wonderful things. And once we are set free by the power of grace expressing itself in our lives, we can truly stand erect and not be overcome by the world and its many slings and arrows because He has already overcome it in our place. In dancing, I always talk about the importance of stillness and relaxation. Movement follows basic principles, and they are repeatable. If your muscles are contracted, your bones can't realign. So in order to realign your body, you first have to relax. Once you realign, you're ready to move to a new direction. So what that means is that stillness and relaxation are actually a critical part to the sequence of movement. Ask any professional athlete, and they will agree. And in this sense, these principles also apply spiritually to our lives and the directions we opt to go. Today I realize that stillness is ultimately connecting to God through prayer. In a busy day, you get lost to the world and you begin to rely on your own wisdom and experience. But we are nothing without the Lord's help and advice. This is why frequent prayer is so important as a practice. In order to move to a new direction, you have to relax and be still so that you can realign. Get it? Now, there's a deeper level to this that I want to share with you, and that is the rest that we have on the seventh day through the Sabbath. In the ancient world, it was a preposterous idea to rest for a whole day out of the week. There were some instances, like in ancient Babylon with certain days that were designed for rest, but these were tied to superstitions and the ideas of bad luck. In the end, people weren't truly resting, but rather avoiding negative consequences, which is still slavery. Yet Jesus reminds us in Mark 2 verse 27 that the Sabbath was made for mankind. Think about that one just for a moment. 
Had reality been left to us, we would have never come to a decision to rest from our work, from our slavery. We are born in a cursed world that demands constant labor. And when we aren't working, we're seeking after pleasure and self-satisfaction, which in themselves can be slavery. Not in a million years would mankind ever decide to rest because someone else was providing for him. And this is why the Sabbath is a gift from God. It's an awareness that frees us from the momentum and slavery of the world. The awareness that we can rest a day because God is our provider and our savior. Both the physical and the spiritual are taken care of. And as believers, we are set free when we respect the command to be still on the seventh day, which has been Saturday since AD 321. The Sabbath is a beautiful picture of God's grace intervening on a world with a momentum towards its own death. In the physical sense, it's a picture of God providing our needs so that we don't have to work. And in a spiritual sense, it's a reminder of God resting in the tomb on the seventh day so that we are ultimately free from true slavery, which is the slavery of sin and its consequence at the final judgment. What a freedom indeed. An important note now arises, and that is, why do you do what you do? The ancient Babylonians had rest days too, but their why was based in superstition. It was still spiritual slavery in the end. Today, efforts are being made to create a, quote, Green Sunday day of rest for the environment, or a secular day of rest. But are these things the same thing? The obvious answer is no. When we rest on the true Sabbath and honor God's request to remember him and keep the seventh day as our sign of our relationship with him, we ground our why for resting in the creator of the universe and the savior of mankind, in his words and not the words of a worldly organization or concern. My why for resting today is not myself. It's not mother nature, it's not climate change, it's not stress, and not a million other worldly things. Although I have a long way to go in giving God 100% of my attention on the day of rest, my reason for resting today is grounded in Him. It is grounded in the awareness that I cannot save myself from the momentum of sin that I was born into. It is grounded in the fact that I have no control over the world around me and therefore cannot be the ultimate provider for my life or the authority that plans it. It is grounded in the knowledge that God is great in His mercy and has forgiven me and it is grounded in the certainty that Jesus has been raised from the tomb so that I too can live and get to know him for eternity. This is what that beautiful verse in Leviticus 26, 13 means to me today. I hope that you see how God has freed you and made you walk erect in a world of darkness. I hope that you remember to rest on the seventh day with him and his work on your mind. And if all of this is new, I hope that God has opened your eyes today so that you can see past the momentum and make a different choice. Relax, be still, realign, and well, dance. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46, 10.